Hi, I'm James Wedmore, host of the Mind Your Business podcast, and I've built an eight-figure year company selling digital products around my knowledge and expertise. In fact, this is what I've been doing in multiple niches for the past 15 years. And if you've ever wanted to do the same, or maybe you're trying, but you can't seem to get any traction, here's how I can help. As you can guess, you need an audience if you want to sell your stuff, right? But what if I told you that you don't need a big audience. You don't need millions of followers to get started. In fact, we see that it's with just your first 100 leads where you really start getting some momentum. I mean, think about it. Imagine that you're on the stage of a room filled with just 100 people in that audience right now. That's a lot of people. You don't think that a few of them would walk up to you after your talk and ask, hey, how can I keep working with you? Of course they would. And that's why I created your first 100 leads. It's a 14-video step-by-step training mini course that walks you through exactly how to get your first 100 leads fast. And the feedback and results from this free program have been amazing. Diane Shepard said, this is one of the best trainings I've ever taken. Jake Curry said, We have had 753 people sign up for this free training. Are you kidding me? Dan Netting said, I'm currently going through the first 100 leads training, and James, I gotta say, it's brilliant. This training is A to Z complete, and the best part is it's absolutely free. To register, simply click the link in the show notes of this episode. Thanks so much, and I'll see you there. Hey, and welcome to the Ambitious Bookkeeper podcast. I am Serena Shoup. I am a CPA and mom of three, and I'm running a virtual bookkeeping business, mostly from my home. You're in the right place if you're a bookkeeper, accountant, or an accounting student, and you know that your purpose is bigger than sitting in a cubicle. If you're ready to learn some actionable tips and strategies to help you start and grow a bookkeeping or accounting business, I hope you stick around. Welcome to episode 19 of the Ambitious Bookkeeper podcast. I can't believe we're already to 19. I think at this point in time, as I'm recording this, we have hit about 7,500 downloads, which is so awesome. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in and listening each week. If this is your first episode, welcome to you too. I'm glad you chose this episode to tune in. This week, I'm actually, it's a solo episode, not an interview. So some of my episodes are interviews and some of them are just me kind of blabbing for a little bit. Um, But don't worry, there's always a purpose. Um, And the solo episodes are usually a little shorter. So I'm going to try and keep this one kind of short, but I tend to get a lot of questions from students and other bookkeepers and accountants about Xero, um, X-E-R-O. So it's in the title of this podcast. Xero is the, the cloud software that we exclusively use in our firm. And so in this episode, I'm going to be talking about why and how we've gone to using 100% Zero on all of our clients. Um, that sounds really weird, 100% Zero. <laughs> uh, but anyway... We have made the switch. Um, it was not overnight, and I think that's the the pressure that we tend to put on ourselves a lot in our own businesses is we have to make the changes that we want to make overnight and all at once with every client, and that's just not really how things go. So if you um, are familiar with any of 
my teaching, I am a huge fan of kind of like a slow rollout and testing things out instead of just like pulling the trigger and doing things cold turkey. Um, see how many <laughs> cliches I can throw in there. But um, and this one was no different. So the way that we rolled zero out was over the course of several years. Um, and no, it does not have to be that way. If you're just starting out and you want to just work in zero and you want to make that decision today, hopefully after today's episode, you will. You can do that and you can just draw a line in the sand. Uh, for me, And for a lot of bookkeepers, I think you start out just wanting to get clients. So you'll be willing to work in any industry software that those clients are in. And that's okay too, because you'll just, you'll figure out, you'll decide which softwares you enjoy working in and which ones are more, more efficient. And then you can start narrowing it down. So both approaches are correct. Um, Yes, it can be a little more work in the long run if you are working in multiple softwares and then decide to narrow down, but that's the reality of it for most of us. So don't beat yourself up if that's you. Like I said, it took us a few years to get to being 100% zero. Um, Even though when I started, I really wanted to lean heavily towards zero. It was a little more difficult to find clients already on zero. So that's where it becomes important for you to... Uh, understand your value and what you bring with that software and really positioning yourself as the expert and the consultant that the client is coming to for the answers and telling them which software is best for them. Once I started changing the conversation and approaching it in that way, it became a lot easier to just say, this is the software we recommend for your industry. And this is why I would give a few reasons and they would say, okay, whatever you prefer, because you're going to be the one working in it. So hopefully that helps you when you're, uh, whether you decide to work with zero or a different software, to be honest, uh, the approach is the same. If, if you enjoy working in the software, you're more efficient in it and you honestly believe it is the best software for your clients, and they're not going to be the ones in it anyway, then it makes sense to just have that conversation in that way. And that can be done on discovery calls. You don't have to wait. Um, just like most most things can be, the expectations can be set on the discovery call. So let's get into why um, why we chose zero. And, uh, and then I, I mean, I kind of already went over how how I started having the conversations with clients and how, um, how I started moving more towards zero, but I'll go into more detail later on exactly what that process looked like, uh, with our clients. So without further ado, let's get into it. We chose, like I said, I had chosen zero when I first started my bookkeeping firm when it was back when it was a like a freelance side hustle. I discovered zero. I can't even remember how or where, but I had heard the name. And so I was like, I'm going to try this out. I just want to see what it's all about. And I uh, signed up for their partner program. And um, I will link in the show notes resources for signing up for the partner program and all that good stuff. So I don't really need to go into it. But uh, I signed up for their partner program. An account manager 
gave me a call. They kind of give, they kind of did a little screening to see like what I was all about, what my goals were, um, and my background and all that kind of stuff. So they, they're more discerning with who they become partners with, right? Whereas you can just go sign up for a QBO accountant edition and automatically get access to your own QuickBooks and the accountant dashboard and not really have to do much to get in the door. Zero is a little different. You actually have to talk to a person, but I don't want that to freak you out, especially if you are serious about helping clients. Even if it is just a side hustle, they won't turn you away. They just want to make sure that you are actually a bookkeeper. You are actually going to look for clients and they just want to make sure that you fully utilize the system to its capabilities and use it correctly with clients. So that was number one. I started out wanting to get into zero. Like I said, when it was a side hustle and talked to the account manager, they got me set up. I did the certification training, which is about four hour, four to five hours self-paced and you can do it on your own time, or you can do one of their webinars and knock it out in half a day. Uh, it's kind of your preference there. I went the self-paced route because I was just doing things in pockets of time, like I kind of still am. And um, so I did that certification. And when you get that certification and you sign on like a new client or get access to an existing client that already has zero books set up, you, I don't know exactly the order of it, but it you do get your own zero account. Uh, it's been a while. So if you're interested, go to their page and look at the process or talk to someone at zero and they will guide you through the process. But you get your own zero account to use for your firm books. And that is where I started. I I immediately said, I'm going to set my books up in zero. I didn't even mess around with QuickBooks Online, even though I had that also as an option because I had my QuickBooks online accountant dashboard already set up and um, some clients on that as well. I decided I wanted to really get to know Xero by using Xero for my firm books. And um, that really is one of the best ways and why I've gotten so comfortable with Xero is by using it on myself. (laughs) Um, So That's what I did. I set up zero for myself and then I found an Upwork client that just wanted me to go in and make sure they had their zero set up correctly. So I, it was like a two hour job. It was just a short thing and she just wanted to have someone go in and look and make sure she set up her chart of accounts correctly and all that kind of stuff. So that, that was how I got my first client in zero. And then from there, I was able to just keep finding clients and putting them on zero. So I, at the beginning, worked with a lot of startup businesses who didn't even have a system yet. And so that was that made it so easy to just say, this is the best system for you. Let's put you on zero because I really like it. Um, and then I, you know, I was already using it for myself and had already made some discoveries that made it a good system. So let's get into what some of those discoveries were and some of the other ones that we've made along the way since then of why we love zero so much so we'll be back after a quick break this episode of the ambitious bookkeeper podcast is sponsored by my brand new free training the ultimate guide to creating a profitable bookkeeping business In just one hour, you will learn three keys to creating and launching a profitable bookkeeping business. 
We will map out your path to creating a bookkeeping or accounting business that keeps you in control of your time, priorities, and expertise. From someone who built a six-figure firm on part-time hours. That's right. You can stay in control of your time, keep family as your priority, and serve your clients well. It just takes a little strategy up front, and I'm going to help you with that during this free training. So head over to the show notes to sign up now for the next training and find out how you can choose the work you do, kick imposter syndrome to the curb, use tech to be super efficient, which all leads to a profitable business. Just head on over to ambitiousbookkeeper.com training, and I will see you there. Now, basically, I believe Zero is the best software for our niche. And honestly, like for most industries, I believe it's the best software, but it's really easy to sell for our specific niche because it integrates with PayPal and Stripe, which are the two main payment processors that our client type uses. So that is has always been the number one reason that I give clients. And then I give them all these other ones too. Um, so because of that integration, the way that it works, it makes us work more efficiently and then also prevents mistakes because of the way that Zero is set up. Um, there's not multiple ways to really screw up the books. And when you mess something up, you can do like a remove and redo or you void something, which creates a great audit trail. So it's easier to undo mistakes without breaking the system, essentially. In the bank reconciliation function of Zero, you have the option to do something called cash coding, which basically means taking, showing the the bank statement or the bank feeds in more of an Excel type format. So you can mass code um, a chunk of, of transactions, which is really handy for the type of clients that I work with because they have they have a lot of transactions and it fluctuates. And this enables us to not really put a limit on the number of transactions and it still takes the same amount of time to do their books. So we can mass code similar transactions all at once with this cash coding feature. Also part of the bank reconciliation function is that it's a single step. So when you are accepting bank feed transactions, if you're familiar with QBO, um, that is a separate process than the bank reconciliation in QBO. But in Zero, it's all the same process. So as you're accepting bank feeds, you are actually doing the action of reconciling the bank. And so the difference that some people struggle with is that it isn't a separate process and you're not going to go and then check off each line item again because you've essentially already done that. What you do instead is you verify the reconciliation report with your bank statement to make sure all of the things that you did check off were uh, were captured and they were actually from the bank statement and there's nothing missing. So generally, if there's an issue, it's because there was a break in the bank feeds and there was something missing um, rather than I've I've never seen any duplicates happen in zero. Okay, the other, uh, th that also creates um, an atmosphere where less mistakes are made when it's just one single process. So no one is forgetting to do the bank reconciliation because it's being done when you are essentially accepting the bank feed transactions. Another thing that we really like about Zero is the 
find and recode feature. So in QuickBooks Online, it's the reclassify tool. In Zero, it's called find and recode, but you can you can create different queries and and filters on finding the things that you want to recode. So for instance, if you know that one invoice to a vendor or invoice from a vendor has been coded wrong for the entire year and you want to actually correct the source transaction instead of just doing a journal entry, you could just do a search in that find and recode tool, search on that vendor, and then mask recode every single transaction associated with that vendor. I use it with within my books because I use the tracking categories. I have one category for my bookkeeping firm and one category for ambitious bookkeeper. So I can run separate reports to see, you know, my profits and expenses from each business, um, you know, revenue stream. And sometimes we forget to code a transaction to one of the two businesses. And so each month, part of my process is to go and look and see if anything is missing a tracking category. And then I just do a find and recode on anything that's unassigned, and then I recode it to the appropriate category. Another awesome feature about Zero is uh, if you do not want to connect bank feeds, because I have some clients that don't want their banks connected, or if you work with a bank that doesn't have a good integration of bank feeds, you can import their statements very easily. So there is a template that you can use, their CSV template, and just pop your information in there. But I found that Zero is actually pretty smart and will read the statements as they are exported out of whichever bank I'm using. 90% of the time, I don't have to do any manipulation to that file. I can just pop in the exact Excel or CSV file that I got from the bank into Zero, and it recognizes the headers, and then we can just assign where they need to be coded and then it goes through. And you can also do that with importing invoices and bills and a standard chart of accounts, which is one thing that we do. So we have a standard chart of accounts that we use across all of our clients because they're all in a similar industry. Something else that helps us with our clients that are all in a similar industry is that Zero has a firm level reporting feature. So what that means is we can create a set of monthly reports or quarterly, whatever frequency you want. You can create a standard set of reports on your firm level, like in zero HQ it's called. And then you can go into each of your clients and run those same reports. So each client is getting the same exact formatted reports, but with their own numbers. So basically you you create the reports once and you get to use them across all your clients without having to customize it in each individual client file. And we import a chart of accounts that we have done and created um, for each of our clients when we're onboarding them or migrating them to zero. So all in all, those are kind of the things that make our work more efficient. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. The number one reason we love Zero is because it's best for our niche. (laughs) Honestly, it's probably best for most. And number two, it makes our work more efficient. And then I just ran through kind of all the reasons why it does. Um, 
I guess the last reason that I didn't talk about under why it makes our work more efficient is uh, something that we just recently started using is the zero ask feature. So when we have something that's missing from a client, we can ask for it through the zero HQ portal and we can upload files there and have clients upload files there and it's a secure portal and it just sends them an email and everyone from our firm can then see what is still outstanding from a certain client. The third reason we love Zero so much is it's truly less expensive than the alternatives out there especially for what you're getting. Um, and I'll get into more of what you're getting. Um, but yeah, it's less expensive on all of the regular business plans. It includes HubDoc, which is also a huge time saver that makes our work even more efficient. So I probably should have mentioned that in the previous bullet point. But HubDoc is technically a separate software, but it's owned by Zero, And we have our clients send all of their documents into HubDoc. And we process them from there, and then we move into working in zero. So, um, like I said, all of the business plans include HubDoc for free. So, it's very cost effective for us to have our clients on zero and provide that tool to them. And another tool that is included on the established plan, which is like their top tier plan, is the advanced cash analytics, which is pretty new. And I've been tinkering with it for myself and for a couple of my clients. And so we're starting to roll that out for all of our clients so that we can show them how to, um, you know, do some cash analytics or cash flow forecasting with or without our help. Number four, it's customer support is amazing and they have such a fun like family friendly culture um a couple years ago i went to ZeroCon in san diego because i was living there and it was just it was amazing it's like nothing i've ever been to um i'm really looking forward to they've just announced ZeroCon in new orleans for 2022 so i have marked my calendar and i'm gonna make it happen it's gonna be a busy summer guys <laughs> so their customer support is great. Um, they are experiencing a lot of growth right now, and they've been making a lot of improvements on their software. And I've never had any issues with customer support. I've always gotten my my issues taken care of and generally without a phone call. So what happens is you open a ticket, you explain what's going on. It, the more detail you can give, the better. So do screenshots, explain what you've been doing, what's happening, and what you need help with. And they will ask you to grant access to the file that you're using. So you just invite support in. It's super easy. And then they're able to go in and take a look and see what's happening. And every time that I've done this, it's been resolved through maybe two exchanges, basically. So I open the ticket. I tell them what's going on. They ask for maybe a little more detail and then access to the books. And then it's resolved by their second response. Whereas other support you might have more difficulty with and have to be on the phone with them for hours and like nobody has time for that. So um, great customer support, awesome culture. It's just really cool to be part of something that truly values the accounting partners that they have. Um, and number five, it's built more like an accounting system, yet it's still user-friendly for business owners. So like, I know other softwares have tried to do this, but they've, they've geared it more toward the business owner and not as a good accounting system that's functional yet has controls and easy to use. But I think Zero has nailed it as, 
as well as they can to appeal to their accounting partners and also to small business owners. It has controls. You can't delete things that are posted. It uses terminology like posted, whereas other softwares, you can literally delete things that have already taken place. It can become such a mess. So with that, you have approval levels for AR invoices and AP. You can have somebody, you can have a junior bookkeeper go into HubDoc, process your your bills, your payables as drafts, and then you can go into zero and review them before you post them. Um, you can also have them sent in as awaiting approval. And so they're in an even different screen. So when they're in draft or approval, you have the opportunity to delete them and alter them however you need to. If they are posted, you have to void them. And so it leaves an audit trail. So if you post a bunch of things that are incorrect, then yes, you're going to have a bunch of junk that's in there, but it's going to be voided. So it's not going to really affect things. It's just going to look ugly when you look at the detail. Um, But it's not, that's a good thing. I don't think people that haven't been through an audit understand how important that is to have that audit trail. Um, So that's my fifth reason for loving Xero so much. Um, It has, it uses terminology that's easy for business owners to understand, but also it makes sense for accountants as well. Like the journal entry screen makes sense. It makes sense that you can't delete things. It makes sense that you like have approval levels and um, have the ability to have some, you know, the AP clerk or an AR clerk enter invoices, but not post them so that someone can review it. So it operates much like a, if you are in corporate or have been in corporate and you've worked in an ERP system where it has those types of controls, you will be more comfortable in this software. So that's my recommendation for you. Before we wrap up, let's quickly talk about how we rolled out Zero to all of our clients. So I briefly talked about how, and this kind of ties into a niching conversation, honestly, but I briefly talked about how at the beginning I had been getting clients on Upwork and a lot of them were startup businesses that didn't have a system yet. So I was able to say, let's put you on Zero and um, go from there. And so I was able to get several business owners on zero at the beginning of their businesses or early on. And then every time I onboarded a new client that didn't have a system yet, I said, we're putting you on zero because that's what we use. At that point, we stopped advertising that we even worked in QuickBooks. Um, and so I would just put all new clients on zero if they didn't have a system yet. And then I started slowly migrating some of the clients that were on QuickBooks online that were going to be easy to migrate. I migrated them over early on too. And, um, as we did that, we started kind of reevaluating some of the clients that we had or all the clients that we had and thinking about which ones we loved working in, which ones were in zero, our preferred software, what did they all have in common? And that's how we ended up kind of niching down. So we we discovered that all the clients that we had on zero were all in the same similar industry. And we really loved the type of client that they were, the people that they were, they valued our services. And so we decided that should be our niche. And so we started being able to then it kind of things just fell into place. Like I had clients that were ready to move on from working with us because they had different needs. They needed more support than we could provide. Um, 
And so we we ended up parting ways with some clients that were on QuickBooks Online. And then as we bring on more clients, we just always say we only work in zero, and we make them check a box before they can even get on a discovery call with us that says, I understand that I will be required to move to a to zero if I'm not already on it. <laughs> so that's pretty much how we rolled it out. And like I said, it happened over a course of several years to get to be 100% zero. And even now, like I still keep up on how to work in QuickBooks Online because I still get clients that's, that are on QuickBooks Online and we have to migrate them. So I still have to dig in there and see what's going on. I still need to know QuickBooks. So I still think it's valuable to have both certifications, but you can still choose which one you want to lean more heavily toward. Um, so for example, we're just now onboarding a new client that's on QuickBooks Online. It's the fourth quarter in the year. And so we made the decision with this client that we're going to finish them out in QuickBooks Online for the year and have their file set up and ready to go to turn on January 1st. So it's a clean cutoff. So you're allowed to do things like that too. It's totally up to you. It's your business. So, um, that's what we decided to do. We didn't want to have to do a big migration in the fourth quarter of the year. And so it just made sense. So yes, it's still valuable to know both systems um, and and know your way around both. But just because you know both doesn't mean you have to work in both. And some people might go the other way, the opposite direction. Just because you know zero doesn't mean you have to work in it if you prefer QuickBooks Online. Um, I won't judge you, I promise. <laughs> Can we still be friends? Um, okay, so that's pretty much it. Like I said, if you are interested in becoming a zero partner, I am linking some resources in the show notes. I'm linking the previous demo that we did this this past week, the partner demo that we did, and we had a Q&A at the end, so some questions got answered. I'm, in, I'm linking the zero advisor certification. I'm linking the page to zero talks. There's some events that are coming up in the coming months all over the US. So if you're in a city nearby to one of those, I highly, highly recommend you go to the event. And I'm also linking our upcoming zero marketing workshop. So let me talk a lot, a little bit about this. It's free. I am putting it on with my account manager, who is also the account manager for the West, whole West Coast. And what we're doing in this one is going to be a little bit different than the previous webinars that we, we've done. He's going to present a little bit on what the zero marketing funds are and how to access them. Um, and then we're actually going to talk about, he's going to give us some examples of how people have used them. We're going to talk about uh, ways that you can use the funds, what qualifies, and then we're actually going to open it up to help you guys brainstorm. So if you have been wanting to market zero in your firm, and maybe even if you can't get the zero marketing funds yet, if you're not a bronze partner, it's still going to be highly valuable for you to participate in this and get some ideas on how to market and how to market a software um, in in your firm and and bring clients in that way. So it's going to be more workshoppy than webinar. So we are going to ask for participation. If you don't want to participate, then don't sign up for it. Um, but if you do want to participate, I think this is going to be a great resource for you. Honestly, even if you don't want to use Zero, it's going to be helpful for you to understand how to market a cloud software. So you can take the things that we're going to talk about and apply it with any system that you're going to use. 
And um, those all will be linked in the show notes. And I hope to see you on that workshop. It's going to be at the beginning of November. So um, stay tuned for that. If you've if you're listening to this and you've missed it, you can still sign up for Become a Zero Partner and go through their marketing course and get a lot of the same information. If this episode was valuable to you, I would appreciate so much if you would leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so more people can find this podcast and listen along with you. And uh, if you really want to go out of your way, take a screenshot of this episode, tag me on Instagram, I'm at Ambitious Bookkeeper, and let me know what you what you loved most about the episode or the biggest aha you had and um, share it to your stories. And I thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I appreciate each one of you who listens every week or every other week or whenever you happen to tune in. Um, it's it, it, it makes it worth it. So I will talk to you next week. ambitious.